Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 21. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. Talent acquisition, what to look for to retain ideal employees in today's labor force. In our Western North Carolina's region, we currently have over 23,000 jobs available with only 9,000 people registered as unemployed. That's almost three jobs to every person that's registered as unemployed. However, two questions. Number one, what's stopping people from applying for these jobs? And number two, do you know what to look for in your ideal employee in today's economy? Let's talk about it. Hey, greetings, leaders, and welcome to the episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 2, Episode 21. We're talking about talent acquisition. And really, it boils down to talent acquisition versus recruitment. I'm going to read some information to you from McKinsey Insights and um, our local uh, Land of Sky person, Mr. Nathan Ramsey, that's here. Uh, this information is is really um, eye revealing, actually. So in the um, McKinsey McKinsey uh, company, they they stated in their article, you know, more than fifteen million U.S. workers and counting have quit their jobs since April of twenty twenty one. A record pace uh, disrupting businesses everywhere. Companies are struggling to address the problem, and many will continue to struggle uh, for one simple reason. They don't really understand why their employees are leaving in the first place. Rather than take the time to investigate the true causes of attrition, many companies are jumping to well-intentioned quick fixes that will fall flat. For example, they're bumping up pay or financial perks like offering thank you bonuses without making any effort to strengthen and uh, to strengthen the relational ties people have with their colleagues and their employers. The result, rather than sensing appreciation, employees sense a transaction. You know, you, you can't quick fix this or put a Band-Aid approach uh, to why people are beginning to quit you know, wanting to leave your jobs, even those who are seasoned workers have been at your job for a while and have seen right a lot of the transactions have seen a lot of the transitions, pardon me, uh, take place within the industry, within your company. However, even some of them are looking at leaving the company because they're looking at what the company is doing to attract new talent or to recruit, you know, new employees in, but not so much as strengthening the relational ties that it has with those uh, employees who have been there through thick and thin, have kind of left them in the dust, not seeing, you know, their value because they're looking at filling numbers or putting cheeks in seats right? Instead of continuously strengthening the ties they have with those that have already added value to the company, added value to the industry, and um, have shown their loyalty and their commitment to the company, right? So 
uh, that that's a little that's a little disturbing. Here's here's something else here from uh, Nathan Ramsey here, who is the uh, the chair of the uh, Land of Sky. He, he says we have about twenty three thousand job openings in our region in the Asheville Metro. Ramsey said there is about nine thousand people who are unemployed with more open jobs than there are people to fill them. Ramsey said, even with the expiration of the uh, the unemployment benefits that people were receiving, likely won't have too much of an impact on the problem. While we may see some uptick in job seekers, the thing that is really driving the work shortage now is the lack of availability for child care and the concern over COVID-19, Ramsey said. So, Ramsey, Nathan Ramsey has identified, right, two reasons why uh, these 23,000 jobs are not being filled and why these 9,000 unemployed are not seeking employment because they have two major concerns, child care and uh, this, um, the impact, I'm sorry, or the COVID-19. And this is especially you know, um, more more prevalent in women employees, especially dealing with the child care. And so if companies are able to um, address those two issues, right, in a more sustainable way, that may become more attractive to some of these 9,000. And then those are the ones that's registered as unemployed. And then those that aren't registered as unemployed, we can start filling in some of these 23,000, um, you know, job seats that are currently vacant. But we're talking about talent acquisition, right? We're talking about talent acquisition. And really what we're talking about is uh, talent acquisition versus recruitment. And so um, the, the, the question really is, right, is what is talent acquisition? Talent acquisition is the process of um, attracting, interviewing, hiring and onboarding employees uh, in a company. You know, a uh, talent acquisition specialist is one who factors in the long term goals of an organization and acknowledge uh, that that people play a huge role in a company's future success. So, you know, if that's what a talent acquisition strategist uh, does, you know, what a specialist does is responsible for sourcing, attracting and interviewing, hiring and onboarding employees in the company. Well, what are you looking for in your company? Because if you're just if talent acquisition are looking for those who have the um, the attributes that coincide with and that match up as closely as possible to the KPIs and the mission statement and core values of this organization. That's what talent acquisition specialists do is they attract people, right, who are a close match to what the company stands for you know, the legacy of the company. Now, if you're just a recruiter, a recruiter is just looking to fill in seats, right? But a talent acquisition specialist is looking to fill in seats with the right people. That's going to, you know, it's, it's, a, it's more about sustainability, not just, 
you know, temporary quick fixes and just to, you know, to fill the numbers back up to get people in there with the hope that somebody is going to stay for a while. That's why you will always keep your now hiring sign up when you're just attracting uh, an employee. You know, with a recruiter, right? What a recruiter does is recruiter go out to get people and uh, to bring these people in with the hope that these people might stay. But if you're just going to be a recruiter, you're going to attract four different types of employees. They will eventually become one of these uh, types of employees and really depending on the company culture that they may transition through all four types of these uh, employees. Number one, high potential employee. Number two, a high performer. Number three, a potential performer. And number four, a poor performer. So you're going to attract and end up with as a recruiter, right? Just recruiting to put, you know, to fill seats, right? To fill positions. You're going to end up with one of those four uh, uh, employees in your company. And then you got to look at it from, uh, you know, the positions that you're looking for. You're looking for entry level, uh, frontline management, mid-level management, senior, senior leaders, right? So it depends on, you know, what positions you're actually looking for as well. Now, of course, with talent acquisition specialists, you know, they put more importance as it relates to the higher the position is, uh, the bigger the pay is, um, you know, for, for the position. They, they definitely, you know, are more strategic about that person, right? Because those people play more of a key intellectual role in the organization. But again, employees, remember, employees are quitting jobs, you know, left and right coming up and these band-aid approaches of trying to give them these financial perks and packets are not keeping them. That's what that's doing is they're fluffing their pockets up just for a minute until they find what they really want. But you're offering me $18 an hour with a uh, uh, 2000 or 1000 or 1500 you know, uh, uh, sign-on bonus. Well, yeah, I'm going to take that. I'm really not interested in the job that you're offering, but I need the money right now. So I'm going to take that money. I'm going to go through your training class and I'm going to take that money, uh, you know, to stack up my chips, as we say, right? And then I'm going to move on. So, but that's when you're recruiting people. That's when you're recruiting to put people in positions. But if you're looking at talent, right? You're looking at talent. You're going to be more specific when you're looking at talent. So with talent, you're looking at future demands, right? You're looking at how it's going to affect, um, you know, the products and services. You're going to look at how it's going to affect your ideal client and customer. Because again, you know, your employees are a reflection and extension of you, right? And so uh, they are your salespeople. And so if you have employees who just really do not care uh, about their uh, personal appearance, their personal actions inside and outside of their clock in hours, right? Uh, they can say, well, I, I seen what's his name or what's her name, you know, such such so and so, you know, somewhere being very belligerent, being very X, Y and Z, right? Two, 
a friend of a client or even to one of your clients unbeknownst to them. And it kind of, you know, can be, you know, uh, can mess up that relationship. So relational ties are very important as it relates to, um, you know, keeping your um, ideal clients and your ideal employees. See, so again, so talent acquisition really versus recruitment. Are you just trying to get cheeks and seats? Or are you trying to get people that match the KPIs and core values of your company, agency, and organization? You must keep all of this in mind, all right? So talent acquisition, what are you looking for? Who are you looking for? And the Nathan Ramsey, as he stated, the two major problems that why people are not uh, going after these jobs is childcare, and the COVID-19. COVID-19 has really, you know, the, if the last 18 months or so has taught us anything, right, that it really should teach us uh, that, you know, the obvious thing is people have to uh, take on the mindset of next generation leaders. M the mindset of next generation leaders is to adapt, innovate, and connect. I've been watching this commercial and learning a lot from this one commercial uh, from Vista Prince, right? Vista Prince has been teaching us the importance uh, and, you know, the mindset of adapting, innovating and connect. The one that I liked most was when she had the business uh, on the on the ocean, right on the boat. You know, it was a burger joint or something that she had on the boat. But then, you know, she didn't factor in or may not have never seen uh, these fish that jumped out of the water onto people's plates, you know, <laughs> and whatnot. And so what she was able to do at that point is adapt to the situation. Right. And then became innovative where she turned the burger joint into a sushi joint. Right. A sushi restaurant. And then she connected you know, using the advertisement that she did and people were able to come in there and have that experience of seeing this raw fish just jump right onto their plates. I thought that was a clever, clever, clever commercial, but it really dives into the mindsets of next generation leaders, which is to adapt, innovate and connect. If organizations are going to survive through this transitional period, you know, of, of creating the new norm, you're going to have to take on the mindset of next generation leaders, which is to adapt, innovate and connect. And of course, you have to take on those mindsets when you're looking at your talent acquisition, when you're out to acquire, you know, uh, new talent, right? The talent that matches the core values of your company, which strengthens your potential legacy you must look at the three mindsets of next generation leaders. If you're going to attract this talent or you're just going to recruit. Now, sometimes, you know, people have specific quota needs like they've set up these, um, uh, you know, these contracts with these companies, you know, for distribution. And we're going to have this amount and that amount um, prepared for you and done for you right by this certain time well you got to fulfill the obligations of the contract excuse me of the contract 
Therefore, you know, they sometimes are just recruiting people just to come in and fill a basic need, right? But again, even with that, you want to be careful because you will always be uh, recruiting people because you have to keep in mind that um, when you have to fire and then hire a new employee, you know, you're going to spend between 30 to 50 percent of that employee's salary to replace that employee. Right. And so, you know, those bad hiring techniques can affect your company in three ways. Number one, it affects employee retention. Number two, it affects your company culture. And number three, it affects your uh, your your company or your organization financially. So you really want to pay close attention to the talent that you are requiring for your company versus the recruitment that you're doing. Make sure you understand the real difference, right? Between talent acquisition and recruitment. So listen, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, oh, and by the way, just to let you know that uh, the Leadership Is podcast is going to be released now on Mondays instead of Fridays. So look for a new um, version of the or a, a new episode, pardon me, of the Leadership Is podcast to be published every Monday from now on. I thought about it a lot, you know, and just looking like, well, maybe people can listen to this podcast on Monday before they go into work to kind of help their mindsets to have a great, great, awesome start of their work week. All right. So listen, take care. Are you promoting the right people into leadership positions? How do you know? How do you measure the outcome you're looking for? Listen, let us help you. Please visit www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com and request a half hour conversation so we can help you with all of your leadership development needs. Oh, always remember, leadership is influence and service. Hey, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. Season 2, Episode 21, Talent Acquisition. So we talked about, you know, the four type of employees that you will attract if you're just being a recruiter. And it's almost like shooting in the dark when you're just trying to fill, you know, put cheeks in seats. Uh, with a recruiter, right, you're going to attract a high potential employee, a high performer, a potential performer, and a poor performer. You're going to get one of those four employees as you are recruiting, right, uh, for companies to fill cheeks and seats. However, with talent acquisition, talent acquisition has to be more strategic, right, about putting the right people in the right positions to uh, to continue the uh, sustainability and legacy. And, of course, meeting the KPIs and core values of that organization to keep its obligations and commitments uh, to the ideal clients and customers. So there's a really a big difference, right? And so, and it really deals with the mindset. Again, as we talked about, you must adapt the mindset of next generation leaders, which is to adapt, innovate, and connect. 
if your organization is going to continue uh, to make strides during this new transitional period that we're in. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And as we stated, the podcast will now be downloaded and uh, released on Mondays instead of Fridays uh, for business purposes. We want to give you know, employees and employers um, who are listening to the podcast the opportunity to start off their work week with some vital information. And so all of the uh, uh, interviews that we're going to be doing from now on will, you know, the podcast will be released on Mondays instead of Fridays. Okay. So listen, thank you for being the best part of Leadership Is Podcast. And just remember that you can follow us on Spotify Uh, Google, Apple, you know, looking for Jason A. Muhammad slash leadership is the JM leadership development. Our primary goal is to help your organization to fill or build its leadership bench, which is, in other words, a secession plan. Uh, If you would like to have a half hour conversation with us, you can drop us an email at info at jmleadershipdevelopment.com. Or you can give us a call, 828-333-7234, if you would like to have a half-hour conversation or if you would like to discuss us doing a keynote at your next event. And always remember, leadership is influence and service. Mm-hmm.